Romans chapter 8, verse 3. When you're there, say amen. 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 I'm there too, so I can say amen. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and actually read uh, from verse 1. And I'm going to read to verse uh, 7. And then we'll jump into it. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they who are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they who are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Uh, we're going to start in verse 3. Last time we went over verses 1 and verse 2. And we're going to start in verse 3. Uh, so I just, I, I'm just ready to jump right on in and have at it. <laughs> uh, verse 3. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh. Speaks of the law of Moses. The law of Moses could not condemn or destroy sin, but could only condemn the sinner. And this it did grandly. The law is very, very good at pointing out sin. And showing you that you are a sinner. But it stops right there. It, it can't go any farther. It can't, it can't rid you of sin. It can't give you power to overcome sin. It just shows you that that is whatever you're doing is sin. And you're a sinner. And that's where it stops. But we need more than that. Yes. Just going that far only condemns us. Yes. It just simply says, you have sinned, you are a sinner, and because of that, you are worthy of death. Separation from God forever. That's condemnation. <laughs> You've just been condemned to the death penalty. That's as far as the law goes, though. The law was, and we've talked about it before, but the law was meant to do that. And that was it. Other than that, it's meant to bring you to Christ. There's a reason that the Ten Commandments went right alongside of the sacrificial system, the feast days, because those all pointed to Christ. So if you broke the commandment, you had to offer a sacrifice. What Israel did not see, but they were always meant to see, was that you're going to break the commandment, and when you do, a sacrifice needs to be offered. The sacrifice was Christ. It pointed to Christ and what Christ would do at Calvary, but they never saw that. They just turned it into routines. Mm -hmm. And this is what you need to do to be right with God. If you want to be right with God, you need to keep the commandments. And when you fail to keep the commandments in order to be right with God, you've got to kill an animal. But David said that animal sacrifice is not what you desire. Sacrificing an animal didn't cleanse us of sin. The only thing it did was make you ceremonially clean. Yeah. You could now go through the ceremonial things that Israel had to go through. Yeah. 
Christ is way better than that. Amen. Much, much more better, child. <laughs> way better. Christ doesn't just say, yeah, you're ceremonially clean. Right. No. It says, your sin is gone, gone, gone. Justified. Just as if you have never sinned a day in your life. A perfect law keeper. Well, thank you, Jesus. That's way better than an animal could have ever done. What the law could not do could be rendered literally from the Greek the impossible of the law. It was impossible for the law to give us power to live by. It was never meant for that. The law couldn't give power to sinners in order to overcome. Regrettably, as Israel tried, <laughs> regrettably, as Israel tried to force the law of Moses into a posture it was never intended, many of their modern disciples attempt to force faith into the same mold, attempting to force God's word into that which it was never intended is the reason for all unscriptural doctrines. And each doctrine that is unscriptural will be proved wrong by the cross. If it doesn't line up with the cross, then it is false doctrine. If what scripture says about Calvary doesn't line up with something that you believe, it ain't Calvary that's wrong. <laughs> It's you. It's your belief system. And just to help you out a little bit, uh, we all would fall under that category. Right? Because there's something that we believe that doesn't line up with Calvary. And one of two things either happen whenever we see it in Scripture. We either say, Lord, forgive me. that I, I, I believe something's wrong. Or we get stiff-necked like Israel and we just fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't changing. It's, it's between you and the Lord. And His Word doesn't fail. And if, <laughs> if, if something that we believe, and this, is not, this, this isn't like picking on anybody, this is for all of us. If there's something that we, maybe there's something we believe because we were taught it. And then as we begin to learn the cross and everything that that means and something that we believe doesn't line up with that, it ain't the cross that's wrong. That's right. I mean, that's for each one of us. I've, I have experienced times when I was in Bible college, I, anytime they talked about suffering, well, my heart sunk to the floor. <laughs> I was just, I was almost, I, I could feel just, oh, it just gripped me. And for the longest time, you can ask my dad, I, I remember calling my dad, talking to my dad about stuff, and like, oh man, I, they're just saying this, and I'm, I just, ah. it was, it just wasn't rubbing me the right way, because <laughs> something I believe just didn't necessarily line up with that. And because it wrong, it just rubbed me the wrong. I was like sandpaper, man. I just <laughs> it can't be right. <laughs> I don't believe that, so it can't be right. It's got to be wrong. That's not what I believe. And the Lord broke me. I just tell you, just get to the, he broke me. Yeah. And I finally said, you know what? I'm the one that's wrong. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the one that's wrong. And it's just a lot easier to go that way. I just tell you that right now. And and whenever I finally just said, you know what, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for it. I'm no, I'm no reservation. Lord, I'm just gonna dive in. Because you can't, 
You're not because you're going to find it very hard to to in a sense just creep on into the message of the cross. Yeah. Like, well, I'm just going to test it out. Yeah. Ain't no testing now. Ain't no testing now. But you got to jump. <laughs> you got to jump. You got to just. Abandon all and say, I'm going for it. You got to jump. And if there's something that you believe that that is right, I guarantee you that the message of the cross is going to strengthen that belief. But you got to be willing to lay it all down and say, Lord, whatever's not of you, take it. And you'll find that those things that were of him, you you just, you have more conviction about it. Like, praise God, the cross show you that was right. Yeah. That's the best feeling in the world. The flesh refers to the human frailties of each and all people. Man is so weak, in fact, that he is unable to keep even the simple laws of God laid down by the Creator, much less save himself. In the right circumstance or situation, we'll do whatever we kind of need to do to look out for numero uno. Yeah. As much as we say, no. Oh, yes, you would. <laughs> oh, yes, you would. If you were in a situation or circumstance that put you in such a tight squeeze that you thought that telling a lie benefited you, mm. you would be surprised. Yeah. Oh, I would never. Mm. Yeah. Don't say never. <laughs> Just, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Just, we're capable of far more than we think that we are. Yeah. We we fallen so far from what we originally were. It's it's unreal. We we don't even. I I truly believe we need a revelation of how far we actually fell. Because we just it doesn't it just doesn't compute with us. Uh, the word weak in the Greek means impotent or without strength. So the law was. Impotent and without strength because of the flesh, because of us, our weaknesses. The law is perfect, holy, and righteous. The problem isn't with the law. The problem is with us. The law is not weak. We're weak. The law, the law is meant to show the perfect righteousness of God. Which none of us have. We, because we're not righteous within ourselves. We're, not one single person on the planet matches up to the righteousness that you see in the law. Because you have to keep it perfectly from your first breath to your last breath. None of us. There's only been one. His name is Jesus. And thank God that the plan was a representative for the human race. I said it this morning. We receive, we, we receive, we, we're born under the law. We're born under the curse because we were in Adam. Adam blew it. Because Adam blew it, we suffered the consequences of Adam blowing it. And it's like, well, that's not fair. Uh, because I know the latter part, I'm so thankful that that's the case. Yes. Because if, if I could lose everything from one man blowing it, then that means for it to be fair, I can gain everything from one man. That's it. That's it. Come on. Yeah. Not blowing it. <laughs> I don't, there was no other word I could think of. <laughs> Sin cost me everything. Christ's obedience gave me everything. Yes. Yes. Well, that's not fair. That's the fairest way that it is. What are you talking about? 
You better be thankful it's that way. Because yeah. if it was just all on you, you don't have a shot. Now, I, don't, I, just, I don't get it when people say, well, that, well, that's not fair. That's just not fair. That's not fair. They can just believe in Christ <laughs> and they're just righteous. That's just not fair. You better hope it's fair. <laughs> because if you if you ready to exclude them, you might as well get on the same bus. <laughs> We're all in the same boat. I, when I see justification by faith, and I see it's for you. I'm so, I'm so happy to preach that because that means it's for me too. <laughs> Praise God. You know it right. I'm, I'm so glad justification by faith is true. If it's true for you, it's true for me. Amen. Let it be Lord Jesus. Justification by faith. Well, that's not fair. They can get all that just in Christ. Praise God. Yes, it is. Because if they can have it all in Christ, I can have it all in Christ. That's as fair as you can get. That's the kind of grace I like. I like that. It's a good plan. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> Wisdom of God is far greater than mine. <laughs> The fact that the fact that God at the very beginning, through foreknowledge, even planned it out that all man would be in Adam. Yes. He knew we were gonna blow it. <laughs> the truth is, I've never thought about it until just now. But God viewed it that all mankind was in Adam. Sarah was in Adam. Tanner was in Adam. Each one of us were in Adam. That's how God views it. So when Adam blew it, we blew it. Because we're in Adam. But if I can lose everything because of one man, then I can also gain everything because of one man. And when you got born again, you no longer in Adam. You are in Christ Jesus. I Just like you are in Adam, that's why the scripture says you must be born again. If you are not born again, you are not in Christ. You are still in Adam. You will suffer everything that comes with being in Adam. But if you are born again, you are no longer in Adam. You are in Christ and you will gain everything that Christ has. Because yeah. I have been born again. Preach myself happy twice oh, in one <laughs> That's one of the best. One of the I heard Brother Bob actually said it this way, and I mean it. It just hit me, just like a train, like a freight train. The word regeneration, regened. We've been born again. We no longer in Adam. We're in Christ. Brother Bob said he was having one of them bad days and he just was talking to the Lord. was like, Lord, my, I'm afraid that I'm going to end up like my father. I, look, there's no need for me to go into detail on Brother Bob's father. That's not, that's his business. But just, but he just, I'm afraid I'm going to be like my father. He said the Lord spoke to him and said, uh, who is your father? That's how I checked. You've been born again. Regenerated. Regene. My oh, brother, you got new DNA. If you are from your father, then it's not, this is my earthly father. But when I got born again, regened, he's just my earthly father. But I got regened. I got DNA. Flowing in me. 
And no, my earthly, I'm not, he doesn't, but I'll just say that he doesn't, but because he's my earthly father, it's just easy. I don't want anybody thinking that he's. <laughs> just because my earthly father may have an anger problem doesn't mean that I got it because I've been re. Gee, I got a new father, and last time I checked, he's perfect without sin. And what he don't be having is an anger. Oh, my dad doesn't have an anger. Problem. I'm developing one right now. Yeah. I'm, I thought I am your father. That's what, he, that's what the Lord told him. And I don't have an anger problem. Regenerated, regenerated. Ah, good. Preaching and teaching. Yes. Brother Tampast. The law of Moses is like a mirror that shows man what he is, but gives man no power to change what he is. Therefore, there is no victory over sin in the law. If you're dirty and you look in the mirror, the mirror is clearly going to show you that you have a dirty face. <laughs> but if all it was there was a mirror, you have no other way to get yourself clean. You just simply see, I'm dirty, but there's no way for you to clean yourself. That's basically the idea of the law. It can show you, yeah. but it can't clean you. And it gives you no power to clean yourself either. Right. That's true. Uh, the next one. God sending his own son. We see the tremendous love of God for lost humanity. And the terrible power of the bondage of sin, which cannot be broken any other way than by and through Jesus Christ. God had to deliver man, that is, if man was to be delivered, which he did through the cross and through the cross alone. In the likeness of sinful flesh is the next part that I totally took from my dad. I'm so sorry. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, before we jump into that, though, that, uh, I'm just thinking about something. God only delivers through the cross of Christ. He doesn't deliver any other way. If you look in the Old Testament and you see... A lot of times Israel was delivered. Yes. And people preach on those topics. And then honestly, it is great to teach and preach on. But a lot of times the way of deliverance is pointing to something other than the cross. That's a false interpretation. Because he only delivers through the cross. That is just, you just, I just let that, I got, no, I'm not going to tell you anything else, I just let that <laughs> set in and you guys can contemplate that for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> when you read those, look for Calvary. That's it. Right? I couldn't leave you hanging, sorry. <laughs> when you read them, look for Calvary. Where's the cross? It's got to be here. Yeah, that's it. And when you find it, oh, I'm telling you right now, yeah. you're gonna, it's gonna blow your mind. You're gonna be like, dude, yeah. what a great story. <laughs> anyway, all right, uh, the next part. In the likeness of sinful flesh. Says literally, of the flesh of sin. This means that he was really human, conformed in appearance to the flesh, which characteristic is sin. Yet sinless. sinless. A lot of words just simply to tell you he was exactly like you and me except sinless. Yeah. Right. He didn't have a sin nature. We have a sin nature. We have original sin. He did not have it. 
We were born of man and woman, therefore we get original sin. Christ was born of the Spirit. Yeah. And Mary just got to house yeah. Yeah. Messiah. Yeah. But he was born of the Spirit. Therefore, that's why he didn't have original sin. Because he wasn't born of man. Original sin was passed through who? Man. Adam. Yes. So it's through love my dad, but because I'm from my dad, original sin. born of man of the spirit he didn't have original sin but sometimes when we read about Christ in the scriptures we think that he walked the earth as God yeah. he did not he walked as a man just like you and I there's a reason that it's in Hebrews I believe but there's a reason in Hebrews doesn't lie when it says that we have a, a faithful high priest Christ who is touched with our infirmities. Well, how can that be? Because he was really a man. 100% man. He was also 100% God. But he operated as a man, anointed and led and guided by the Holy Spirit. He didn't, he didn't, the only time you see his uh, deity is on the Mount of Transfiguration. That's it. Other than that, he, he walked as a man, just like us. He was affected by emotion, just like us. He, was, he got tired. God don't get tired. But yet he was tired so much that he fell asleep on a ship in the middle of a storm. <laughs> tired. There were times where he was hungry. God don't get hungry. Because he was a man. He was really a man. Someone that he was close to dies. Lazarus. And he weeps. He was touched. Because he was a man. Yes. Yes. I got a question. Go ahead. Okay. He, God, he, uh, okay. Mary was conceived through the Holy Spirit, right? So how much of Mary was in Jesus? I always have wondered that. Mary. Mary. Mary was born of man and man. Yeah. She wasn't conceived through the Holy Spirit. She was saved. Yeah. You didn't mean like Mary. Yeah. I know what you meant there. Yeah. Mary, uh, Mary, the only part that Mary played was she was, sounds weird, but she was the cocoon. She was the cocoon for the Messiah. Yeah. But Mary was sinful. That's it. She yeah. was sinful. But... It's yeah. yeah it's it. I know what you mean. Uh, it's, I mean, like yeah, if she if amazing. he had her like biology, like her flesh. She had nothing I mean, in him. She was raised no. in the temple. She she no he he was born he of was the spirit, all God, all God, God. and God. She yeah. just simply housed. Yeah. yeah. Her womb was just simply the housing for the Messiah. Yeah. She did try to mother him though. You could yeah, she was she was she her and. He loved her for it. Joseph. Thank you. Yes. Oh my goodness. We got to work on that. I appreciate it. Man, all this here so in <laughs> Joseph and Mary, they were, they were the earthly parents of Christ. They were what we would call foster parents, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But they loved him. Yeah. I mean, they, they absolutely, I mean, all you got to do is look at Mary's. Yeah. Yeah. Reaction. Yeah. 
when her son, Mary, Mary loved him with all of her heart. All of her heart. And Joseph did too. Yeah. As they, they searched for him for three days. Yeah. 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 yeah, my parents didn't search for me. We're not. Excuse me, I'll turn around. Mary was a true mother of Jesus She birthed him and she carried him. And so, in the same way that any other mother would carry a baby. Uh, and, and how they would feel about that child. She did, absolutely, even though she knew that he was much more yeah. than yeah. just her child. She, she, but she, but she loved him the same and cared yeah. for him and, uh, and as, as a man, even though she knew that he was more than just an ordinary man and, uh, because it was revealed to her. But, uh, yeah, you know, so for the context of what you're talking about, uh, he carried, the, if you will, the DNA of uh, of God yes. mm -hmm. in the sense that he wasn't tainted by Adam's sin, mm -hmm. yes. and so he had no sin nature as you described. Yeah. And so, uh, but he was he was still flesh as a yeah. as a human being. You know, whether she had had any characteristics of Mary, it's possible. You know, she was. I mean, she carried him. But it would have just been human characteristics, but she wouldn't, and she, he wouldn't have taken on any of her sin nature, which she had. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She had. She, she had, and this is where, it, this is where it's very important to understand that the sin nature was received through Adam. Yeah. Not Eve. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, through Adam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, the 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 seed is not in a woman. The seed is in man. That makes sense. The sin nature is passed through man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it, why we couldn't be. And we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. This is it, it. It didn't happen, so it's kind of it's not exactly. It's, I'll say it, but I, I don't want to get in a long conversation about it because. Honestly, it didn't happen, so it's just kind of pointless to kind of talk about it because it didn't really happen. But if in the garden, when Eve ate of the fruit, if Adam would have not eaten of the fruit, mm -hmm. no sin nature yeah. for mankind because it's through yeah. it's through Adam. Yeah. Thank you very much, Adam. Well, it, you know, <laughs> you try to explain that to a Catholic. It's hard because of how they, they honor her. Yeah. She's a co-redeemer to a lot of them. Yeah. Right. Actually, the, actually, the Catholic Church actually teaches she is the mother of God himself. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I was a Catholic, I know that. I was told the, that. Uh, the, 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 the best thing that I can say is just like we needed revelation knowledge. They do too. Mary mm -hmm. needed to save like each one of us. She needed to save her, but it took revelation knowledge for us to see, first of all, to see that we're sinners. And then revelation knowledge to see that Christ is the Savior. Revelation knowledge, you see what I'm saying? It, it takes revelation knowledge. And, and sometimes, and this is why it's so important, we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit before, but. Baptism of the Holy Spirit helps with service. It, other, I, I can't, I can't make someone believe something. No, you can just love them. I can yeah. just give them the truth, yeah, and then leave the rest in the Lord's hands, yeah. and I can intercede for them. Mm -hmm. We talk about true intercession yeah. and get on my face. And cry out, Lord, open their eyes, yes. open their eyes, open their eyes, open their eyes. I'm just, and this is not a world, I'm not saying that each individual person, but overall, I believe that intercession has disappeared in the body of Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And we just, we pretty quickly just write somebody off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't believe what I believe? <laughs> well, you didn't always believe what you believe. Come Nuremberg? on. Come on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't want to be rude, but... We had to have that revelation, too. You needed a revelation. That's it. From the Holy Spirit. You didn't do anything to get it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Present the truth and then go cry on your face. Yes. Lord, show them. Yes. If they reject, they reject. You can't change that. You can't change it. Because you're not supposed to argue with them. But our that's 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 where our job kind of ends. Present, cry out. That's it. Present, intercede, present, intercede. And even if you don't, if their eyes aren't open when you present it, you present and then you intercede and down the road, someone may share the gospel and the light bulb may go off and they say, oh, well, well, that person is the one that did it. And God might say it was the intercession. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Some plan. Some water, some reap the harvest. But God views the planter just as important as the watering. That's it. And the harvester just as important. But God gives the increase. For too too many times, what didn't happen under my ministry. Come on now. I'm sorry, I didn't know that you gave the increase. <laughs> Just plant, water, reap. That's it. What God has for you, for one person, He may use you to plant. Yeah. For another person, He may use you to water. Yeah. For another person, He may that's use it. you to reap. Yeah, that's it. But it's all of Him. That's yeah. right. That's right. So just keep on planting, keep on watering, and keep on reaping. Amen. Amen. Brother and Pastor, my Lord, that's good teaching. It is. Come on. And I'm talking myself. Because whether we like to admit it or not, when you're in ministry, you do kind of see those things. How come I'm wearing myself out? And Johnny Jimbo down the road here, their church grew to 300 people in two weeks. And I've been laboring for eight years. Come on now. Don't be worried. Keep on planting. Keep on watering. And reap when it's time to reap. Leave it in the hand, the right. hands of the Lord. Right. Like I said, I'm preaching myself. No. The next part says, and for sin. Yes. Means to atone for sin, to destroy its power, and to save and sanctify its victims. That was his purpose for coming, and to be sure he carried out his purpose in totality. <laughs> One of the things that's happened definitely in the in the say the modern the modern church, I guess my generation would be it's kind of my generation. Kind of my generation, so sorry, but <laughs> is the truth is is that the atonement of Christ is talked less and less about. Yeah. And it's more just about his miracles yeah. or his principles. Yeah. Or, Lord forbid, but sometimes the only thing it's about is harvesting, planting the seed, and getting a hundredfold back. Mm-hmm. Which most of the time is time to money. Yeah. But we've totally gotten away from the atonement. Yeah. And it's preached, and people are like, man, praise That's not even why he came. The will of God for Jesus was Calvary. The atonement. Every every person that was healed while he was in his earthly ministry, every person that was healed, they received 
a benefit of Calvary on credit. Because it was at Calvary by his stripes we are healed. Calvary. Amen. So every person that was healed got healed on credit. So how much more now that is not on credit because it is finished. The money's in the bank, baby. It ain't on credit. The demons cast out. Just on credit. Because they were all defeated at Calvary. Because up until Calvary, Satan had the keys. The death, hell. We were totally we were we were prisoners. Satan, until Christ, until Christ marched right on down there, took the keys of death and hell, the grave, there's a phrase in Colossians that says that he took captivity captive. Yes. All the people that that died before Calvary went to paradise. Abraham's bosom. And they were there. It was it was hell, but not the burning side of hell. But because Calvary hadn't happened, Satan still had a hold of them, but he could not harm them. That's the way God set it up. I, I, I don't have you know endless knowledge on this, but Christ, after Calvary, led captivity captive. He marched right on yes. down yes. to paradise. Yes. Yes. Preached the gospel. Yes, yeah. Remember the passage of scripture? That he said, Jesus said, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. Yes. Yes. He went down to paradise, preached the gospel, said, Boys, remember the promise? A Redeemer is coming. I am. The one that you've been waiting on all this time is standing right in front of you, boys. It's time to go home. And he led those that were captives of Satan. He led captivity captive. And he took them right on out. That's it. That's it. And what it would have been like. Sometimes I, I probably come across a little. I get excited. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it doesn't take too much for me to get excited, but especially when I really feel that when the, the Holy Spirit's really making something real to me. And. When you've been waiting hundreds of years for a promise, and then like that, there he is. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna. Scripture doesn't necessarily say, but I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I think it's very safe to say. 
that there was a whole lot of jumping and shouting and dancing going on in paradise. I am the one you've been waiting on all this time. I am the Lamb of God. It is me. It is finished. All the animal sacrifices that you did, they all pointed to me. Here I am. Abraham. Abraham. I, if Abraham would have lost, he would have lost it. If Jesus would have said, Abraham, Abraham, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Because he'd have been in paradise for a while. Waiting. And he would have remembered that statement. Abraham. Abraham. My friend. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. The one you've been waiting on. The promise that was given right in the garden. Here I am. See, when you've been waiting yeah, sure. on a promise, yes. Yes. for a long time, yes. and then it happens, like that. Waiting is over. Yes. You can't be sitting down. <laughs> when that it actually when it says Abraham saw my day and rejoiced if you really look at it in the I think it's Hebrew they wouldn't have be Greek when it was said but that it actually it means that Abraham had what we call a Pentecostal <laughs> fit. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit is making something so real to you, you can't, you just can't sit still. You just, you got to, you just get excited. You might take off running. You might dance. You might cry. But something's going to happen. See, because when you really begin to get revelation knowledge, there's something is going to happen on the outside. Yes. Something is going to happen on the outside. It doesn't mean that you're going to be swinging from the chandelier. But something's going to happen. You can't hide it. And you're not meant to. If, if we just suppress it, then we... To be honest, we sell ourselves short of what God wants to bring us because those things bring such joy. Yeah. But when we just remember David's wife, yeah. David, the ark's coming in. Israel. Coming in, the ark is coming back to the city of David. Yes. And David. Because the ark represents the presence of God. David danced. And then his wife basically said, you embarrassed me, David. How could the king be so undignified? And I love David's response. And I'm going to paraphrase it, of course. <laughs> Honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Honey, we talking about the presence of Almighty God. Yep. 
At the end of the day, he's the only one that matters. Honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. I long for the day that that's all of my reactions. Yes. Mm. Honey, you ain't seen nothing. You ain't. Hold my mule. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a Holy Ghost shout coming on. Hold my mule. <laughs> oh, You know, we, we look back, we're looking at Abraham and them, but that promise was for us, too. Amen. Yes. Yes. Yep. We don't have to put ourselves in Abraham's shoes. Yeah. You're already in them. You wait on the same promise. Yeah. Amen. And Jesus is his name. Yeah. And he's already come. He's coming back. Like we yes, talked about this morning, he's going to be coming back. Yeah. And we'll reflect his glory. Praise the Lord. The next part. Condemned sin in the flesh. As a man, he faced all the power of sin, Satan, and death. Everything which man faces and more. And never failed one time. He also destroyed the power of sin, dethroned death, and defeated Satan. He condemned sin and all its power, breaking its, breaking its hold over the human race. He did this as a man. The only help he had was the Holy Spirit, who is available to all believers as well. Yes. There is no way. It's already 6.15. And we've already just covered a lot of stuff. I feel like yeah, in that yeah. one. Yeah. It's a good time. Very, very. 